0: Hi and welcome to White Hat versus Black Hat SEO Show. My name is Josh Big Hair. Uh, let's save some time and assume I'm right, Pashinsky. And uh, if you've never been to the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO Show before, we are one of the finest SEO shows on the YouTube's. Uh, that's because we use the uh, the highest level of stringent SEO testing and scientific testing to try and find out what are really the ranking factors, as opposed to the guessios who are guessing as to what the SEO factors are. My group came up with that first. Actually, the guy who came up with that first is right here. His name is Jordan Pierce. And that is our <laughs> – don't ask me why I'm saying this. That is our terminology. And it's kind of funny how the guessio's have adopted the terminology guessio. Uh, but we use the uh, most scientific methods, us and uh, people like us. There's only a couple groups like that. I'd say SIA and uh, Ted and uh, Clint and Kyle's uh, – show is like that as well. Uh, but anyway, so you're in the right place for SEO knowledge. You're in the right place for, to learn what's going on uh, for the SEO world. We are effectively the industry uh, because we have scientific testing and measuring, we can reliably rank pages. If you don't believe me, go to bit.ly B-I-T slash SEO proof. That's bit.ly slash s e o p r and see the results that we can provide i challenge any other SEO providers out there to show those kinds of results, to compete with us for those kinds of results. Uh, uh, none of them have it uh, in such extension, in such depth, uh, with such good success, and so recent either. Uh, uh, ranking results from two years ago don't count. So with that in mind, uh, you're in the right place. I'd like to introduce some of the friends of the show. We have Ted I Say hi there, Ted. Hello. And we have Jordan Pierce, our local guru. Say hi, Jordan. Hey, everyone. And then we have a number of other characters here. Dan, George, and Jesper are some of my mentorship students. So welcome, guys. And if you have any questions or if you want to say hello, go ahead unmute yourself and do that.
1: There's a- Hello, hello.
0: Hi there. Hello, hello. Jesper, it must be late where you are right now. You're in uh, northern Europe, in aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Denmark, Copenhagen. It's uh, 10 o'clock in the evening. Oh, geez. <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. <laughs> If you have okay. any questions, you can go ahead and ask before you want to go to bed there. I'm sure 10 p.m. I'm sleeping, so I'd like yeah, okay. you for being awake for the show. Yeah. All right, so let's get started to what's new in SEO. And it's kind of the same old every week, isn't it? Every week, Google seems to be doing an update whether Barry uh, Schwartz is, is reporting on it or not. We have seismic testers for SEO to detect uh, SEO uh, 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 volatility. And we're still detecting that the SERPs are uh, moving up and down uh, quite a lot. Uh, They never seem to be really stable. It seems like this is the endless update, people are calling it. And uh, it's just kind of keeping moving on this direction. My hypothesis as to why this is is that because Google is machine learning the the ranking algorithms, as they long claim they would, and as they have said they've done, with something called RankBrain, but other algorithms as well. And I think that the machine learning, I think the AI is learning what what the quality raters want to uh, call a ranking factor and what kind of sites they think are good, what kind of pages they think are good. And I think this is going to continue until the machine, until the AI, until Google itself not becomes sentient and kills us. That's not going to happen, I don't think. But becomes sentient enough that it can determine what is a good page from bad. And it's it's going to narrow in on certain factors that it thinks are the most important ones. It's going to stick with those ones. So... That's what I think is going on. What do you guys think is going on? Do you guys think this is the ne- never-ending update, and what do you think the causes?
1: Well, when when it comes to AI, I'm like really getting burned out with how often it's used as a catch-all answer for anything unexplainable. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I think if if we invoke AI, we ought to give examples of it for whatever we're invoking it for. Like for example, in that recent uh, article on SE Roundtable, they mentioned what the Bing person said at SMX about Bing being 90% AI driven. And they give no examples. So I go and I look, I try a few test queries and it still looks all TF-IDF based to me. 90% 90% TFIDF base, same as always. So give examples, you know, and if you're if you're gonna invoke AI, uh, you know, show me some proof.
0: <laughs> right. When I yeah, when I'm talking about AI and machine learning, I'm talking about feeding it pages that the quality raters are saying are quality, and then it crawls everything about that page and then tries to determine kind of a Bayesian filter where it's gonna determine what it's gonna rank and what it's not. Uh, and, of course, that also is included into the all the quality sets of all the clicks they're tracking from everybody that they can track, which I think is just about everybody, um, uh, anyone on Chrome anyway.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I think it's fine for speculation. Like, if you're crafting a theory that you're going to then try to test against, I, exactly. I think that's fine. But if you're saying, you know, like, you know, Google has AI for that, well, then that's a big claim. Show me some evidence.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. You're you're exactly correct. The problem with, of course, uh, long-term, long-time listeners will will be familiar with this rant. But so I'll make it. I'll make it quick. But uh, those new to the show, um, surprise, the SEO industry is not what it thought it was. It's they're a bunch of charlatans who are who are uh, dealing. They're like astrologers, basically. They, they 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 have no more scientific knowledge of the stars than astrologers do. We're like astronomers or even astrophysicists where we're actually conducting experiments, making hypotheses, conducting experiments, getting results, proving things, and moving on and have have proof to prove this. Go to bit.ly slash SEO proof if you want to see some of uh, my group's uh, scientific proof of the way we do testing and uh, how we applied it in the field. And we get uh, we get uh, successes uh, most of the time from this. Uh, we're one of the only groups, not not the only, but one of the only groups online that can boast that. So if uh, the SEO group can't post that and doesn't have anything similar, they don't have any scientific process. They don't have any scientific hypotheses that they are trying to test through scientific method, uh, using scientific measuring tools such as Quora or single variable tests as well, and various ways of doing that. And they don't have a and and they don't have a folder like Bitly slash SEO proof where they can show. Yeah, well, we'll look at. We can't show you our experiments because we can't out ourselves to Google, but we can show you the results we get by applying our experiments in the field. And that's what bit.ly slash SEO proof is. So uh, I hate to break it to you, but you're actually in astrology. You're not in quantum physics. You're not in uh, astrophysics. And you want to be. You want to be in astrophysics. If you want to extend the metaphor to, to puke-worthy value, if you want to get to the stars, <laughs> ah, you need to be an astrophysicist and do actual experiments and not be an astrologer. Well, you might as well do a rain dance to make it rain.
1: Yes, Ted. Astrologers like to be confused with astronomers, but it doesn't work the other way around.
0: <laughs> no, yes, that's correct. That is correct. And it's interesting you brought that up, Ted. Because speaking of which, as I predicted a couple of weeks ago, uh, more of the SEOs, more of the astrologers are claiming that they're science-based SEOs. I'm not going to name any names. Cough, cough, Chase. And uh, they're offering certifications uh, in their astrology-based SEO. And uh, what is that uh, that uh, that astrology-based SEO worth? Absolutely nothing. Uh, unfortunately, a fool and their money are easily parted. And so, uh, lots of people are still signing on for his certifications, but they shouldn't be. Uh, and uh, people should be uh, asking of me, and they do. People should be asking of Ted. People should be asking of Jordan, and they do. People should be asking of Chase. People should be asking of everyone in the SEO industry, uh, what are your scientific proofs? And if the proofs are not sufficiently scientific, you should not accept them. But uh, the problem there is that we have to educate the general populace in SEO as to what constitutes a scientific proof and what does not constitute a scientific proof. Uh, Ted, do you have any opinions about the education of people into uh, generally how science works? Well, the just
1: by running the gauntlet myself, uh, my standard of proof is everything is bullshit until I can prove it for myself. Mm. And that means ultimately, I have to do a lot of testing.
0: <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> um, true. and the the sad fact is is you know you you won't know if Josh's tests are real or imaginary. He could have photoshopped everything, yep, until you test it for yourself. and when those results in your personal testing start to have agreement and consistency and are reliable in that way then you get what is known as trust yes but people jump to trust without that history of challenge and so you need to challenge what you hear you need to challenge what you believe
0: i I couldn't agree more You're, you're you're entirely correct uh and um the sad part is that it's going to work itself out. Like science will win in the end. This is what I was having a debate with with uh, one of the guests yesterday, Kofkoff Chase, on Facebook, and I told him, "Look, it. You can offer certifications, and you can pull." In. He's bragging about how much money he's pulling in. I, I could show you the Facebook Messenger chat if you like. He's bragging about how much money he pulled in. Blah 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 blah. And I said, "Look, it. Good for you. However, you have no longevity. I mean." Nothing wins, uh, look to history, nothing wins the war, uh, the branding war than uh, over science. Science is going to win the branding war. Everyone on their dog is starting to say they're doing scientific testing. They didn't even talk about scientific testing a couple of years ago. And now Eric Enga and those guys are talking about scientific testing and they're all talking about scientific testing. And the only people who say you don't need to do it or who don't do it uh, are the only people who say you don't need to do it or you shouldn't do it are people who just are too lazy to do it. That it, it couldn't be any more simple than that, but uh, uh, at least in general, information based SEO, uh, but but Jordan, you're still even doing testing in local as much as such a thing as possible,
2: yeah. I mean, the biggest thing, even, um, I don't know, I just I think that our industry is getting more and more, uh, um, well, I'll just say there's a lot of BS out there, and mm-hmm. the guys that are really Doing the testing, uh, both scientifically and in the field, are the ones that are really uh, making things happen. Are really leading the way for the entire industry. I just see there's so many people that are claiming to do this or that, and really have nothing to show for it. And it, it's it's pretty sad in our industry. I wish it wasn't that way, but unfortunately, it is.
1: A quick question for you, Jordan. Uh, yeah. Based on your best guess, what percentage of SEO knowledge is evergreen and what percentage of SEO knowledge do you have to kind of rediscover every year? Mm,
2: I would probably have to say, at least for my, because I do a lot of local, I have to do rediscovery at least every other, uh, about once a month, um, depending on what I'm testing. Um, so it's for me. It's eighty percent because Google alone they had over thirty updates just with local alone. They've already had probably uh, three updates, you know, this year. So for me, because they're having, they're doing so many updates, I have to test every single month. So you're saying
1: um, that eighty percent of what you knew last year is no longer applicable this year for local. I would,
2: yeah. I would say for local, I would say probably. For 40, I would say probably about 60% of what I knew the beginning of last year does not apply for what yeah, it is. Yeah. My,
1: my number is about 50%. We yep. should be challenging 50% of our experience every year. Yep. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, that's that's a very interesting statement. I mean, I'm I, um, part of me would agree. I'd say 50% is a good round number. I would say even 100%. I'm retesting tests on a regular basis. Um, all of it is subject to change. All of it is subject to retesting. Uh, as good as my scientific testing is, and I, and I like to say that it is. <laughs> I don't know, Ted and I get in this debate, this friendly debate on a regular basis. But as good as my SVE tests are, everything is subject to retesting. Every core report I run is subject to the next time I run it. You know, Google could have made changes. Uh, I could have misread it last time I saw it, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah, But But at least we're being honest scientists, right? At least we're being honest scientists and retesting and testing the right way.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and I always put in the caveat, at least. Um, So if I start to find that all of my beliefs are untrue, then I have to expand and test more of my beliefs. Yeah. Um, But uh, the other thing is that, you know, some things are more likely to change than others. Like keywords and titles will probably... Be a thing for the next ten years easily, mm-hmm. uh, but you know what keyword density is optimal might change from day to day.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it it must if if the if the if the keyword density is based on the shard collection that comes back and a different shard collection comes back every time, then that's going to fluctuate, right? So uh, when I say shard collection, that's the uh, snippets of pages that Google uh, spits back after you do a uh, a search. And then they do a post sort on that shard collection where the keyword density could be computed. Some core reports. I look like look at, it looks to me like that's the case. Every quite a lot of keyword. Uh, what I like to do with Cora, for those of you not familiar, Cora is uh, Ted's uh, correlation software it is the most powerful SEO software out there. You definitely need to get Quora. I can't, I can't wait to tell you this new thing that's coming out with it. Ted tell, told me I couldn't mention it today, so I'm not going to mention it, but it is, it is, it is hands down. Like, remember when Search Metrics and Moz used to put out these big correlation reports? It is hands down 10 times better than that, and you can work with it daily once Ted has finally done it.
1: Yeah, it's not a secret. You can talk about it. I'm just not prepared to show it today.
0: Oh, okay. That's too bad, because it's effing awesome. But uh, so basically, it's a correlation piece of software that correlates every every uh, uh, search that all the core users do, and our own searches for our own uh, SERPs of what we're doing, correlating for rankings. It is the measuring tape. It is the, uh, the the scale, right? You can't build a house unless you have a measuring tape. Cora is the measuring tape for SEO. Forget Screaming Frog. Forget everything else that they sold you. Cora is the software you need. If you want to check it out, go to bitly/slash get dash Cora. That's bitly/slash get dash Cora. Twenty five percent off per month there, which is a very hefty discount per month. Check it out. Also, my mentorship group gets free demo accounts for it, uh, and also has a, an educational discount as well. So also, if you're interested in my mentorship group where we do our scientific testing, you can get it there. Now, enough with the sales pitch. Now, my point is, is that, um, oh damn, what was my point? (laughs) I forget. Oh yeah, this is what So I use Core in really different ways and weird ways that people don't use it, right? And if I had it on my Mac here, my Mac is what's facing this direction. Too bad I'm not on my Windows machine because it's a much more powerful machine. I could run Core on it. But I like to, and Ted, maybe you can comment on this a bit. I like to use your report and and use all of the different reports because you can track keyword keywords in different places on the page in like what like 100 different ways at least for keywords probably you track like over 500 factors in total but keywords has got to make at least a fifth of that
1: yeah we're uh we're looking at hitting a thousand factors this year (laughs) wow (laughs) Uh, i i have factors that i can't deploy because i have to figure out how to make it scale on um you know less powerful pcs out in the world right right but
0: you know we're very
1: quickly solving those issues and yeah we're going to break a thousand factors and
0: are are some of those issues going to be the design blocks we talked about uh well uh some of the things so it's looking Mm
1: -hmm. like one of the things we need to do is uh first get in uh settings profiles so that people can pick preset profiles for their hardware architecture okay and so that way people who have a supercomputer at home can go nuts.
0: Like me, I bought one really big, just like so I could run Quora. Well, not just to run Quora, but, but also to run Quora, right? So yeah. um, so the, you have to have a couple hundred of ways of, of tracking keywords in Quora. And I like to check the actual Quora reports and they give you a graph of what page, like page one, page two, page three, page four, All the way to page 10 and you can see the line like kind of like being like this and then page two or three all the keyword reports do like this they all go up like this hockey stick like that and i think that's one of these now google has long told us they've been very transparent about this part that they have a post shard sort i think that's part of the post shard sort is that they do some um, preliminary keyword analysis to get the and and other processing analysis semantic analysis to your pages and probably your your backlinking pages, and then they do have a lot of uh, post shard sorts. Uh, one of them, I think, being keyword density uh, as well. Another one on top of that, because keyword density always strongly correlates on on page two, three, three, two, and one, but it can fluctuate on the on the other pages. It also seems to me, by looking at Cora, just so many different things Cora can show you. Uh, another thing by looking at Cora is that when you look at these these graphs, I don't know, maybe you have a couple handy there of what I'm talking about, Ted but they always fluctuate like a mountain range. And you always seem to see the same kind of fluctuations. And it looks to me like Google is like when you're sorting a hundred different uh, results, Google has kind of a, a like a, what do you want from us kind of mentality. They're always A-B testing. They're always testing what the user is going to click to try and determine maybe what they want slash what makes a more high quality uh, web page. And uh, uh, you could see like different factors like keywords, is really big on seven, or this kind of keyword in this position is big here, or uh, images are really big on page five. They're like, what you want images? Here's some Im- image web pages with images in them, and Core is the kind of piece of software that allows you to to delve into these kind of depths and see these kind of hidden knowledge in Google.
1: Yeah, and uh, if if you don't know what a shard is, uh, you can go to YouTube after the show and search for how search works and. It's uh, probably going to be the first or second result with Paul Haar, H-A-A-H-R. And uh, at SMX, he did a big presentation. He's a search engineer from Google, and he goes through uh, the, I guess, the architecture of search. He doesn't really go into the factors.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think Paul Har is probably the senior engineer at Google. Would, would Do you think so? Uh, I, I don't know if he is or he isn't. Um, But
1: uh, he seemed different than the other Google executives I've encountered before. He seemed more uh, genuine and open to trying to answer questions. I asked him in person uh, at the uh, SMX event he first spoke at when he did How Search Works. Uh, whether or not Google was using Open Graph for ranking websites, and he was the first person at Google to ever give me a clear, definitive answer, which was yes, so make sure your open graph is properly filled out and tuned.
0: oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, and Cora has shown that as a correlation for years now, yeah, uh okay, so um. Let's get to the questions here. I want to make sure that if anyone asks any SEO questions, we answer them. On the top right-hand side, you can ask your SEO questions, and we will try to answer them for you. Um, uh, let's see what we can see here. In your testing, can I drive organic YouTube traffic to website to get better rankings? Yes. Yes, you can. Uh, Lewis Houston asks – I'm just going to quickly go through them. Lewis Houston asks, is link juice is real or just theory – say I had a site with 100 pages versus a site with 10 pages, would the link juice get diluted over larger pages? Um, uh, Lewis, the the words link juice obviously are uh, a metaphor. So they have to be theory, (laughs) right? Um, But no, there's definitely a uh, measurable effect from linking. If you've scientifically tested linking, you would know, the way I have, you would know uh, what linking is the most powerful linking there is, I can boost uh, links that you would buy right now, or I would acquire from blogs. Cough, cough, acquire. He's using quotations, people. Uh, three to five times uh, from the methods that I've used in my scientific testing. So that I just want to say, guys. I mean, don't fine. Don't join my science group. Join someone else's. I'm not just giving you a sales pitch for my science group. But I, I, I cannot stop telling you how important science is. <laughs> um, uh, there's only one way you could get such detailed, specific. Powerful knowledge in the multi-fair, uh, multi way that that SEO works, and that's by doing scientific testing, making guesses from the hip guesses. Thirty thousand feet over there, five weeks after you made a change, only allows you to speculate at one tiny little thing at best. And so, the way the world has ever made any advancements, it's through science. You need to join a group that is doing specific, stringent scientific testing. And my group is one of those. We have a few spots left if you're interested at secretseo.guru.
1: You know, if somebody wanted to make a fortune, they should take uh, the popular Google patents and create a uh, layman's cliff notes for the patents. Because this question of uh, is Link Juice real uh, really. What you're asking is, what is Google claiming in the PageRank pet? Uh, because that link graph that they build PageRank from, that that is the embodiment of what links do.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of SEOs out there. Uh, uh, you're right. You're totally right. And, and I would even broaden your statement a little bit. The guy who makes a lot of money in SEO is the one who can explain it in a way to people that they like. Uh, and so that's why you see people like Becker or people like Diggity or people like Neil Patel or people like Brian Dean or people like Chase uh, making a making uh, some money doing SEO consulting, probably not as much as they brag and send me screenshots of for whatever reason. They need to prove themselves to me. Um, uh, actual bank screenshots. Uh, uh, the reason why, uh, yeah, because they explain it in a way people like to hear. Uh, well, I explain it as best as I can in, in a way you'll understand, but if it means you're wrong or your website's ugly, I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. (laughs) And, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm like your medical doctor. Who's going to tell you exactly what's going on based on science and people like Ted and Jordan are like that too. They're going to tell you what's going on based on science. And, uh, they're going to try and sugar, we're going to try and sugarcoat it as much as possible. But at the end of the day, you need to be told what is a ranking factor and what is not, what's probably hurting your site and what's probably not hurting your site. And that's what our job is to do because we take our jobs very seriously in an ethical way, not just fleecing you for as much money as possible. Like all those other guys I just mentioned, that's all they're trying to do. I have the screenshots to prove it. They're all just trying to fleece you for money. I have all they're talking about, hey, money, we're going to make lots of money, blah, blah, blah sell my course, blah, 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 blah. That's all they're interested in. Lewis, in my opinion, and I have the proof, so it's more my opinion, but I'll just say it's my opinion so I don't get sued. Lewis Houston says, is entity stacking still viable for new sites to get out of the sandbox? Uh, Jordan, you might want to uh, chime in on entities. Um, I'll, uh, I'll talk about the sandbox. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, as far as the entity stacking, it's still a viable source. Um, we teach it. Um, we I still use it. Um, as far as my opinion of sandboxing, I... Don't believe there is such thing as a sandbox, um, but I'm sure Josh can expand on that a little bit.
0: Uh, I don't need to. I agree. <laughs> <That's, Yeah. laughs> there, it just isn't a sandbox. Uh, the sandbox is simply a measure of you not having the fact- factors you need versus everyone else who does, including most especially and most importantly, a quality score factor.
1: Well, the uh, the one thing I would say about the sandbox is, I. I think people think of that in terms of a place or a separate index. Uh, Historically, I've always referred to it as the amount of time it takes your website to get credit for backlinks. And diagnostically, you can measure this, you can wait to see how long it takes for a new website to get anything to appear with the link operator. And I know people don't put any credit in the link operator, but when you use it as a something versus nothing diagnostic tool, Mm. it appears to show you a behavior and it often will trend with organic traffic. Mm. So I referred historically to the sandbox is how long does it take for you to get credit for your backlinks? And in past years, that has been as long as 10 months. I know, as of late, it's nowhere near that bad.
0: Hmm. Well, let me just do a quick little test here. That's interesting. Uh, huh. I don't know about that. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Okay.
2: And, I'll, and I'll just give you guys a little uh, uh, tip. If you guys want to, if you guys think there is a sandbox, the best way that you can accelerate that by being out of that sandbox is get yourself a GMB listing. There's The best way to validate your entity and your brand is having a listing on maps. So sure. that really helps with that whole process. You'll be surprised too with indexing, you know, by just putting your website in your GMB, that helps with your site from being indexed.
1: Yeah, the the local SEO uh, tactics are amazing. The stuff I've seen Jordan and his group do, I mean, it's literally uh, page one within an hour type of wizardry.
0: Uh, Yes, (laughs) yes yes it is, I've I've seen it too. Uh, Yeah, Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a sandbox. There's definitely, there's no sandbox. It's just, it takes a while for you to get ranking factors and um, an entity is definitely a very important one of them. And I, I think Jordan's totally correct in that the GMB is one of the best ways to to get Google to understand your entity very quickly and probably get some quality signals out of it too. Um, uh, but if, if you want proof that there's no sandbox, fine. I have that. Go to bit.ly slash SEO proof, scroll down. I think it was five or 10 examples ago, a couple of people uh, posted their new pages that are ranking and the new sites that are ranking within a couple, a week or two or one week or 10 days or something. And we were joking about how there there was no sandbox in the group. So go to bit.ly slash SEO proof if you want the proof. And if you want to know how to do that, then you have to join the group at secretSEO.guru. Dan, uh, speaking of one of my mentorship students, Dan in here asks, a little off topic, but I could use some advice. My attorney contacted me last night, and I have to change my business name and URL in the next three months. Uh, You have a similar name as another company. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. What are the best ways to keep my site content, change URLs and, and use the least amount of link power uh, over the years? Uh, or how would you lose the least amount of link power is, I guess what you're asking, Dan. Uh, well, if you got to change your URL, you got to change your URL. So you could change to an EMD or a PMD to try and get that boost and uh, that bonus there. Uh, um, you might have to engage in a little black hattery if you do that, or you definitely have to make sure your white hat uh, CRO is off the charts. Good if you want to rank that PMD or EMD and keep it there. Uh, but otherwise, um uh yeah, you're gonna have to change and you're gonna lose rankings and you're just gonna uh lose you're gonna lose link juice if they're not gonna 301 the old address to you. You could go to old uh, links and ask them to update them. Uh um you can't 301 redirect all pages to the index page because that's a soft 404. So Google is just gonna cut off that link juice anyway. So if the old uh, company will uh, do a 301, uh, root level 301 or a page level 301, that would be good. But otherwise, you, if you've got to change your URL, you've got to change your URL. And if you're changing it because some company said you're using our name, we don't like that, I strongly doubt they're going to give you a 301. Or they might, I don't know, but you you'd need to ask. Marco Lockman asks, what is your recommended way to find keyword cannibalization on a site? And what are tips to keep in mind when trying to solve this? um the recommended way is to go into search console and to see what's ranking what pages are ranking for each query uh you're going to notice and then see what the breakdown is if google if you're trying to rank for wooden toys for example and then google breaks it down to uh, 10 different pages and they've tried 10 different ones over the last year or so but one page they've tried the most then that's probably pretty good. But if you see huge breakdowns where they're trying this page for a while and then they broke it down to this page for a while and they broke it down to this page for a while, that's where you're going to see the kinds of problems. The other thing you could do and the only thing it's good for Screaming Frog is you could spider your whole site and see what pages are are very, very similar. You could also check Search Console's uh, uh, titles, duplicate titles report and see if there's any duplicate titles to see if those are too similar as well. Put your uh, blog
1: on a different
0: domain. Uh, Put your blog on a different domain. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't like having the blog on the same domain. I know, Jordan, you don't either. Um, It just, it, even just for a troubleshooting perspective, it's hard to diagnose what's going on when there's too much keyword cannibalization and your blog is trying to rank for every variation of a certain kind of phrase that really one page would have sufficed for. Um, There is a proper way to uh there's a proper way to um uh i lost my train of thought completely
1: yeah if, if you're say a plumber in central illinois and you have 350 localized variants of your plumbing service and location keywords you don't need 350 blog posts what you do need are 350 optimized landing pages for Mm pay-per-click advertising to get your ideal quality score. And so you sitemap those with a, uh, you know, something in the footer, a sitemap menu in the footer where you get all those landing pages, but you keep your primary navigation on the website short and simple and sweet and to the point. Um, and then when Google asks you about those 350 pages, you can show them, hey, I'm just optimizing landing pages for AdWords, which is common practice.
0: Oh, okay. That's very interesting. That's so
1: good tip. I like that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I thought you'd like that, sure Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because from an SEO perspective, it's awfully a uh, uh, tongue Ted's being a bit maybe he's not being tongue in cheek. I'm not sure. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Ted, but but uh, it is a good practice from an SEO perspective that you do need these doorway pages if you want to rank. If you want to rank in plumbing Fort Gary Winnipeg, you need to have a plumbing Fort Gary Winnipeg Manitoba page. Uh, and, uh, uh, or you know plumbing you know, whatever uh, Steinbach Manitoba to, to continue with the Manitoba example, just because that's where I was born and raised. Uh, so that's what you're going to need. Uh, but of course, that's against their guidelines because they don't want you doing that for some reason. Uh, so, but, uh, that's an interesting, uh, uh, explanation, not an excuse, an explanation that Ted just gave us that, Hey, they're just there for paper for, for a paper click.
1: If you're serious about paper click, you're building those pages anyway.
0: This is true. This is true. You need to get a quality score to get ads and get them seen. Um, so that's the answer to that. Dijon asks. Uh I said I don't have questions but I just want to say thank you for showing me what SEO really is and how to fight all the cert problems and challenges. You're welcome Jean. Thank you for joining the mentorship group and being a good student. Michael says you say that keywords play a big role for better rankings. <laughs> uh-huh. However, I think that just having this area of SEO perfected will not be enough to get good rankings. Backlinks are still a must, right? Uh <laughs> uh, uh Uh, You don't have to be coy, Michael. Just ask me if backlinks are a ranking factor, I'll tell you. And yes, they are. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Previously, one of the Guessios, Chase Reiner, uh, was guessioing that links were not required without any proof and challenged anyone to refute him. And then finally someone did, I saw on his forum, and they did some tests in the field where they pointed links at pages, I believe, or something along those lines. And now suddenly he's backtracking on that. Okay, guys, I guess links are a ranking factor. Okay. So
1: that may have been a publicity stunt.
0: <laughs> yeah, everything, everything he does is a publicity stunt. Uh so um uh there's there's not only backlinks, there's way other ranking factors than that. There are way other ranking factors than that that you need to scientifically isolate and scientifically test for how not to go too far over, how not to go too far under, where the exact maximum boost is. Science tells you the maximum boosts of many different, different, different ranking factors. Quora also helps you see the maximum boost of many different ranking factors. So it's not just, you don't have to be coy and ask me if backlinks are ranking factor, I'll tell you, of course they are. Uh, (laughs) uh, But uh, yeah, you can rank in some niches with just keywords. Uh, You don't need many links. Uh, uh, But if you have a couple other things, you'll rank even better. Um, Lewis Houston says, can we see the Facebook Messenger chat of Chase Bragging? Sure, email me and I'll I'll show it to you. Uh, If you care. Uh, Let's see. Uh... Josh, do you consider retesting silo base of how Clint do it? I'm always retesting links uh, and uh, potentially silos. Uh, currently, my testing shows right now that silos still aren't going to help you. They're not going to hurt you as badly as they did a few months ago. Uh, Google has made changes to internal links and how they're processing them. Uh, but it's still not good enough, really. Uh, in my opinion, silos are not the atom bomb uh In my opinion, uh, you know, Clint, I love you. You're great. But in my opinion, based on my scientific testing, silos are not the SEO atom bomb that a lot of people say they are. I'm not saying Clint says that. I have no idea what Clint says regarding this. I haven't talked to him about it for over a year. Uh, In terms of silos, I don't think they're a fantastic ranking factor. I don't think that they're the atom bomb kind of SEO strategy. I don't think they're required. I don't think they help that much. I know much better ways, much more efficient ways, uh, much more scientifically vetted ways to do it. And I got that through scientific testing. Um, uh, But if I've got it wrong somehow, and and these people want to show me something different, then they can always show me their data. Uh, Bubble Soccer Minnesota says, Schema, should you put both local service and service schema on the homepage or leave service schema for individual service pages? Yes, the service schema is supposed to go on the service pages. The uh, business schema can go on the index page if that's where you're also going to have your address and contact information. Uh, Google is pretty specific about schema and where they want it. Product schema on product pages, service schema on service pages, business schema on the contact page or the about us page and or the index page, stuff like that.
1: What if you have one of those fancy new one page websites that just scrolls
0: to section? Um, Can you... um, I don't know enough of how Google crawls that. I think they concatenate the entire page. And so I don't think you'll be able to do that. Sorry? It's just one page. Yeah. Well, then I don't think you'd be able to take advantage of of any kind of page-based ranking uh, boosts that you would get on different pages by having a different uh, multi-paged on the site.
1: So does that mean somebody with a one-page site should just put it in there and hope for the best?
0: No, in my Uh, opinion. Uh, sorry jordan go ahead
2: well first of all i probably putting scam on your homepage is kind of a pain in the butt and i haven't really i've seen a lot of issues with that so i mean for just a one page site you're probably gonna have to have it separated
1: okay so a new site
0: yeah that's what i would recommend I, i you don't i mean maybe in local you see it a little bit more jordan correct me if i'm wrong please But usually you don't see a one-page site that is um, ranking very highly for very much. You can do it, but the name of the game is, especially when Google is doing all this machine learning, if they think that having at least five pages on the site and or having contact terms and an About Us page are required for a quality site because every human being that looks at them and tells the machine that's what they want to see, then if you don't have that, you never know if there's a ranking factor against it. So risk mitigation, I don't think that it's a good idea to have just one page.
1: Well, the, the reason I bring it up is if you go to you know, Monster Templates or theme forest or any one of those places, they're all designing these one-page designs now.
0: Yeah. And the, the funny thing is is that if enough people start running those pages, then Google will have to change their algorithms if and only if they think that by doing so, it will make the search results better. If they can cut out all those pages and still maintain their quality, they won't even notice there's a problem. Never mind, be happy to do so. Matthew Marin, the wonderful Matthew Marin, says, any tips on climbing into the top one, two, three ranking spots in the legal field against massive sites like FindLaw, Justia, Super Lawyers that seem to get dedicated slots? Cora, Pop, Limited Utility.
1: Uh, well, the first thing you'll see uh, in a case, uh well, it's probably not the first thing you'll see, but what you can see in a core report is that those massive directory sites are usually uh, working on a keyword density at around 10%. And you look at the other competing sites, the local business, and they're all hovering at between two and 4%. And recent testing has hinted that that might matter. So I would take a look at, at that. And it's not about having a ton of content. Uh, The testing showed that you can have 500 to 1,000 words with higher density and beat 30,000, 40,000 word pages. So I would look at the density. I would probably experiment on that front if I was going up against those directories.
0: Yeah, just because the directories are there doesn't necessarily mean they're placed there by QDD. (laughs) One might be, and the other two could be there because of keyword density, or because they have the ranking factors that they need, and they provide what the people are looking for. If this, if their website or the web page provides what the people are looking for, then it's going to show up there. And you've got to kind of make yourself indispensable in that regard. Not to uh, to to toot the white hat uh, horn, but it's correct in this case. If you're not making your page the best answer to that search query then it doesn't matter all the scientific testing you do and all the black hattery you try, it's not gonna work very long. You'll stay there for a few months, then it'll change. You have to have good conversions. You have to make your page the best answer to that search query, honestly, and not in your subjective opinion, but in the opinion of everybody who goes there in the hot jar, crazy egg you're tracking and you're watching what they're doing. And you know for a fact that your page satisfies that query and you're hoping better than everybody else because you can't see their quality, that's the problem. So not easily, anyway. We can make inferences to it. but So um, uh, you can rank up against them. It's possible. Uh, I don't see any reason to say it's impossible. Is it difficult? Yeah, it would probably be very difficult. But I don't see any reason to say it's impossible. Um, And they could be there just because um, uh, of keyword density. It doesn't necessarily have to be query deserves diversity. Christopher Rizmay asks, "Has anyone tried Chase's optimizer software?" Yes, I spoke to Mr. Reiner about his optimizer optimizer software today, uh, which uh, I called it Cora Lite because he pretty much kind of ripped off the idea from Ted. After Cora released, after Ted released Cora, then Chase came out with his software. After yeah. I released a science group, then he in came all, out with his science group. In all
1: fairness, it's not Cora. Cora does correlation. To tell you which factors appear to influence the results, so when Google does an update, Cora will actually update what it recommends right along with it. Uh, Chase's software is a measurement tool, so he goes and measures specific things, which is kind of similar, but there's there's no correlation. He's not doing the math. He's hard coded Chase's wisdom into the software. And so when Google updates, his software doesn't change along with it. It's hard-coded to Chase's
0: wisdom. Uh, yes, and I will remind people that Cora will soon track 1,000 factors. Uh, Chase's wonderful software tracks 10 whole factors. You counted him, 10 whole factors that rest the entirety of SEO that surely you will rank. That was sarcasm.
1: But, it, you know, it's a measurement tool, and as a measurement tool, it's okay. It gives you measurements.
0: Ted's very nice. I'm much more harsh. It's a piece of crap. And anyone who uses it is an idiot. And anyone who listens to Chase is also an idiot. That's my statement. Not anyone else's on the panel. (laughs) All right, Super Turbo says, should I have any concern hiding a mobile menu? Would it look like hidden links on the desktop version? All the links would be local, internal. Uh, No, I don't think you can. I don't think you have to worry about hiding the mobile menu um that's perfectly fine uh are you going to replace them on the desktop version i'm guessing you're saying they'll be hidden on mobile and then they will be uh, visible on the desktop version or you'll have double links double links is not necessarily a problem either google will still find your pages i don't think that will be a problem do any of you guys think that will be a problem i don't think so uh christopher ramsey asks anyone tested google posts and sdo boosting um yes we've tested a lot of google posts uh well we've tested google sites we haven't tested google posts yet jordan have you done much testing with google posts yet
2: uh we're we talking about the listing
0: posts i guess that's what they're talking about yeah
2: yeah we're in my in my group we're doing a new test um this month for gmb post
0: so sweet excellent and now that flash wants to update okay there we go uh, for the firm in uk asked a question for ted uh is keyword density percentage the number of times the keyword is mentioned on the page ted no uh that's
1: that's the match count so how many times you use your keyword or your variant keywords as a match count keyword density is the ratio of the match count to the overall number of words on the page And there's uh, literally about 6 million different ways to calculate a keyword density. And the way I do it in Quora is a clean keyword density which is we strip out the head block, we delete any scripts and style sheets, then we delete all the HTML tags And then of the text that's left over, we count the matches and we count the words. And I don't include any one and two letter words. So I even do a very conservative word count um, to get at that density. And that number is usually what people are thinking about when they say keyword density. But again, different tools can give different numbers. So when someone says, never exceed a four percent keyword density. Uh, your first question should always be exactly how did you calculate that?
0: Definitely. Um, there's uh, Google uses a lot of different complex ways of determining what a lot of people just lump into keyword density just to be uh, just to make it easier. So like TFidF you know different things, so definitely you have to uh, LSI, whatnot. You definitely have to be careful as to what you're tracking there because it can, and scientific testing has shown it can differ quite a bit and make a huge amount of difference what way you're calculating it then. Uh, Chase Reiner, SEO, actually popped on and said, I wish I could listen to this, but I'm currently on a call about to close a $4,000 lead. Well, um, three things about that. One, obviously you are listening, otherwise you wouldn't have commented. To talk to me when you're closing leads that are more than $4,000. Uh, that's a bit of a small lead for people of our uh, level of experience. And finally, as I mentioned before, clearly all he cares about is money. So if uh, you listen to Chase Reiner, if you think he has good things to say about SEO, you have been duped. He's a used car salesman. Uh, I wouldn't listen to a single thing he says because he provides no proof. Uh, and clearly here he only cares about money. If you want to see more proof about how he only cares about money, Email me and I'll show you the conversation that we had on Facebook earlier today. It's my opinion. I could see Ted ready to 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 say something differently. It's my opinion that the guessios have been put on notice. They're well, all on notice. Here's uh, here's the thing. I mean, you
1: you can be awesome at ranking in Google, and that's probably using good science. And you can be awesome at getting the best profits, and that's being good at business. And business is an art. Hmm. So, you know, being good at the art of a business does not mean you're necessarily good uh, at the discipline of a science, you know? So I I think they're conflating two different things. And, you know, hats off to Chase if he's making good money. I hope everybody does. That's a very good point. But I hope his clients are making more. (laughs)
0: Uh, And they're not, and they won't for long. Ask Chase to provide anything even remotely as in-depth uh, and as comprehensive as bit.ly slash SEO proof. He doesn't and can't. The only the only two ranking examples I've ever seen from him, one of them uh, was a legacy site that pretty much ranks itself. It was already ranking that he just maintains and it's in his analytics. The other one was a complete and utter lie for a website he cherry picked out of SEM rush. And he or somebody on his team Photoshopped no links being there. I have that proof as well. If you want to see is complete and utter lie. When you want to push the bullshit that links don't help you rank. So I, I'm dead serious. I'm putting all the SEOs on notice. I'm putting anyone who doesn't try and take SEO methodology into effect for making their SEO recommendations on notice as much as as possible in our pathetic little niche where Google controls most of the cards. At least we can do a little bit of science, but people aren't even doing that in the in the industry. Well, they're not in the industry. They're in the uh they're salespeople, they're used car salesmen. We are SEOs. We track, we measure, we scientifically define, we scientifically test, we prove ranking factors, and we prove results. Go to bit.ly slash SEO proof. They do not do any of these things. They 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 speculate, they sell, they swindle, they they guess. They have the gall to call other people SEOs, which is our term that we made up, and they have the gall to call out other SEOs for guessioing when they're fucking guessioing themselves. It makes me quite angry, as you can tell. So um, I, I, I have to strongly recommend to watch out for these people. And if don't don't take my word for it, go ask them. Go ask them for their proof. I, I, I repeat, do not take my word for it. Go ask, it doesn't matter if it's Reiner. Reiner is going to be done in, fi- in five years. He's going to be out of this industry. He's going to be done. It doesn't matter if if, if Reiner is, is saying those things. Go ask anybody else in the industry. Go ask uh, 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 Eric. Go ask uh, 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 Slosky. Go ask Terry. Go ask uh, the Gypsy. Go ask uh, all these guys, all these legacy guys who have been in this industry for for approaching what Ted and I have been and Jordan has been in this industry for as well. Uh, uh, what their proof is for their beliefs, what the scientific proof is that they have. If the proof isn't scientific, it's not good enough. And now you need to start, and the whole industry is going to be moving towards scientific proof, right? I already predicted this. You cannot win the branding war against science. If you try to say my astrology is better than science, you're going to lose. The people who didn't vaccinate their children are now getting measles. That's the way it works. Climate change is now kicking our ass. That is the way it works. The scientists were right, sorry, admit it, move on. So in SEO, the same thing's gonna happen. You cannot beat science in the branding war. We're gonna consistently produce better results over time than the people guessing, and people are starting to notice. My mentorship group is almost completely full, and other, and other science-based groups are quite full as well. Uh, the, the, the Guessio's time is over. And so I tried to politely tell this to Mr. Reiner earlier today, in which he essentially spat in my face and uh, joked about how much money he was making and said it was pathetic I wasn't making as much. I ask how he knows that, by the way. I've never been so desperate that I've taken a, a screenshot of my banking statements and sent it over to him, so he has actually no fucking clue how much I'm making. I know exactly how much he's making, though, because whenever he makes a little bit, he sends it over to me. I have the screenshots to prove it.
1: Someone pushed your button.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> well, yes, yes, I admit I'm, I'm a little angry. And and let me tell you why. It's, it's not because, you know, people are being jerks. And, and the reason is because there's clients who are caught in the middle of this. It's exactly what Jordan said earlier, is that people hire us to help them. And if we are not doing our scientific best to do so, who in the fuck are we to offer those services? We have no ethical justification for doing so. It's my duty to do these scientific tests to try to know as much as possible, as much as I can, as much as Google will allow me to pry from their black box of bullshit what their effing ranking factors are. And I do this, I have a team of 12 people doing it on a regular basis. I have a team of people always doing these scientific testing, repeating tests dozens of times if we need to, just so I have the best SEO knowledge and I share that with all my scientific groups so we can peer review our our, our tests because that's what science requires, even when it looks like I could be wrong, even when, even when it would be much better monetarily for me and for my ego to keep all my results to myself and not tell anybody, I still share them with groups like Ted and Jordan and Clint and Kyle and we test each other's tests and because so we get better at knowing what the actual SEO ranking factors are for you. So clients are not getting built.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's easy to spot when people have data because people who have data like share it. They share enough. They share their methodologies. It, it's not just conclusions when you have the data. And it doesn't take much digging to find out whether or not people have any data. So, yeah, you know, you just gotta ask. You know what? uh, What are you using that supports this claim? Can you show me how you got that?
0: Indeed, and that's what that's. Thank you, Ted. So that's that's the segue. Is that that's where the industry is going? It's going more and more towards science based SEO because you cannot win the branding war against science, which some people are trying to do right now. So let's, let's let's say, okay, let's let's table that discussion. Let's say, okay, now that everyone who has half a brain realizes that you need to hire an SEO who's been doing or is part of one of these scientific groups or been doing this scientific testing, and that is the their whole philosophy, that is their whole raison d'etre, that is their whole uh, uh, modus operandi, to use as many other languages as I can. Uh, now, how do you tell a good scientist from a bad one? Well, you need to be able to tell what good science is from bad science, and you have to look at their method and look at their results, as, as Ted mentioned. Now, the sad thing about this is that I can't just release all my results because Google will see that, and then they'll change everything or mess up, uh, mess around with my test results, just like they did for our good friend Kyle. Uh, fortunately, that got leaked one of his test sites, and suddenly that test site you know, was gone blah, blah, and he had a bunch of problems with his sites, blah, 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 blah. But I can show you the the in-the-field proof that when we apply our tests, we get these results in the field, and that's bit.ly slash SEO proof. I can show you with that. And even if I Photoshopped 50% of those things in there, there's still 100 pieces of proof in there that we know what we're doing for ranking, and these are current ever since all these uh, relevance updates that have been going on. So clearly, we have some idea what's going on there. Okay, so now someone's here saying to Chase Reiner, I don't think that is him. Clearly, he's not listening to me because he's bragging more about the money he made. Woohoo, 4K in the bank! Uh, I almost broke 50K this month. Uh, and Jordan asks, "How are your client doing?" Okay, I can see this quickly going downhill, so I'm going to table this for now. All right. So, does anyone have any real SEO? I oh, know it's, it's it's past two o'clock. We'll we'll quit the show anyway. So I just got guys. Learn how to tell good science from bad. You already know how to do it when you go for medicine, right? You don't, I I hope, I hope most of you don't go just to a homeopath or a naturopath or people who don't have a lot of science behind them. And for medicine, you go to an MD who has science behind them. At least primarily, I hope that's what you do. If you want to also offset with those guys, fine. But primarily for your health, I hope you go to the person with all the empirical science behind them. And you can tell the difference between a charlatan there, a snake oil salesman there who's really charismatic and really slick and has really nice videos, as opposed to a medical doctor who's a little boring, has glasses, oh, listen to me, you know, a little nerdy, but they have the effing science behind them. And I hope you can tell the difference between that. If you can't, sorry, you're not gonna live very much longer. Uh, I hope you learn very quickly. In SEO, your business is not gonna last very much longer either. You need to learn the difference between, uh, now, now, now the battle's really going on there. You need to learn the difference between charlatan SEOs who have no proof and no scientific method or procedure, and, 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 and even ones in that group who say they do, but they really don't. You need to listen for the ones who say they do, who even use our very language. Guessio was something that Jordan came up with. That was his term. Then our group started saying it. I started saying on, on the broadcast, and then he stole that, just like he steals everything else good that he, he knows. You need to learn the SEOs who, who say they're doing science or not, because this is going to be from 2019 on, that's what's going to happen, right? All, uh, the rest of the industry is going to die, and they're just going to exist at SMX conferences. And they're, bas- they're basically doing SEO for Fortune 500 companies that don't really need SEO anyway. And they're not really doing that good. When, when you poll them, Barry Schwartz polls them all the time, and 10% are getting out of SEO entirely, and 60% are moving away from it. They're not doing good on SEO. When Martin McDonald put out a poll of how, how uh, good their SEO was doing, only 15% were doing any good at all. 80%, uh, 85% were doing terribly. So that group is not the SEO industry. They're not doing very good at all for any of the, in not scientific polls, but it, so there are polls. Some of the polls that have been done, they're not doing very well at all. Ask them. I just go to any single John Mueller hangout and listen to people complaining about their rankings. The story is the same every time. John, I don't know what to do. My rankings have fallen because Google is fucking them hardcore. Because they don't know science, and now the industry is going to move towards science because I'm talking about it for the most part, and other people are doing it. You can't lose. You can't win against the science brand war. So the science brand is going to win out eventually. But then now you're going to have to listen to a different kind of charlatan, and this is even worse. And I want to I want to prepare you for this. They're gonna talk about science. They're gonna use the kind of language we use like Guessio and things like that, but they are actually a Guessio and they don't actually do any science. They don't actually provide any science. They don't actually provide any proof. They can't speak intelligently about the scientific method in general or their methods for testing SEO in particular, the way Ted can, the way I can, the way Jordan can, the way Kyle can. That's what you need to look for, all right? It's the most important piece of SEO knowledge you're going to get all year is you need to tell the difference between real SEO scientists and fake SEO scientists. Okay. So that is the end of my rant for today. I hope it was helpful. I would like to thank Ted, Jordan, Jesper, Dan, and George for being here. Uh, Ted, do you have any, Ted or Jordan, do you have any final comments you want to make?
1: You, you mind if I plug my show or should I not? Oh,
0: no, by all means, go ahead.
1: Yeah, if you want to see what uh, disclosing the data looks like in SEO, uh, go to YouTube, search for SEO Fight Club. We have two episodes. We start by showing you the data.
0: Perfect. There you yeah.
2: go. And I'll just add, uh, I really think that this year is going to be a very interesting year. If you thought that there was a lot of updates last year, I think that this year it's going to be even more important to get in some type of scientific group, getting Quora so that you really know what's going on every week because they're doing shit every single week. So that's my message going forward for for this year.
0: I would agree. Uh, And hopefully do that before your business. It's too late uh, before you don't have the margins to uh, get the medical help you need, so to speak. Just think of SEO like a medical problem. And then so much of your business decisions become better from that regard. All right, guys. Well, I hope you had fun watching. I had fun uh, ranting, as I usually do. And as I always say, good luck in the SERPs. And for those about to rank scientifically, we salute you, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.